Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Force of Light podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Michelle Smith, and I'm so glad you're tuning in today's episode. And if you have not yet, I would like to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That way, that way every time I upload a new, a new episode, it is right there waiting for you in your library. Well, last episode I had my, well, actually my second guest. My first guest was my sister. My second guest was my brother, and we discussed COVID-19 and kind of everything going on with that. Well, this week we have another special guest. We have Laurel Allen. Laurel, how about you say hello to everyone? Hello. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Yes, thank you for coming. Uh, so this this kind of happened this way. I was taking for my PhD, uh, I just finished that the summer semester, and I was taking a class called Contemporary Renewal Movements. So I had to do my research on something, you know, some kind of movement that had taken place in the last 20 years. So I decided to do Bethel out of Redding, California because, you know, because of the music and stuff. It was one of the, one of the things, honestly, just kind of popped in my head <laughs> when I first thought of it. So because that's been going on or really popular, really less than 20 years, uh, really since about 2006, there wasn't too much on Bethel for me to uh, use for the research paper. So Laurel is a student at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. I got that off the top of my head. And um, uh, she was kind enough to do an interview with me so I could use that in the paper. So when we were talking, as we were talking, and she was just talking, uh, there were a few things that she said. And, I, and after I thought about it, I was like, you know, that would be a good conversation on a podcast. So that is how we got here. And I will just kind of start, I guess. And Laurel, you feel free to interject whatever you want to interject. But what we were talking about, or what you kind of were talking about in that interview, or things I just kind of kept picking up as you were talking through the interview, is, and this is what I kind of want to talk about today, how, of course, Christianity, we know, is you know a very active, vibrant relationship with the living God, with the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, you know, for, for something that is so unique with Christianity is, yes, there are ministers and things like that, but, but it truly just is a relationship where God calls all of God's children to an intimate place, to an intimate relationship with God, and desires that with all people. And any person can, you know, I say to people, I don't have anything special with God. Uh, any person can have an intimate relationship with the Lord. So that is kind of Christianity in a nutshell, you know, knowing God and becoming like God, because you can't really know God and not be transformed into God's image. But something that, that I kept kind of picking up in our conversation that I want to bring or, you know, talk about today is that this intimacy with God, which we are all called to, something that I believe and I, I know Laurel believes comes out of, you know, truly seeking God, truly getting closer to God and, and, and having an intimate relationship with the Lord is that God can bring about, uh, we, you know, we always think of just spiritual healing that, you know, we're, we're saved, we're sanctified, we're, we're transformed, we're made into his image that we are a new creature in Christ. The old passes away, all things are made new. And that is all true, of course. 
But I am one that truly believes that when we grow closer to God, not only are we finding spiritual healing, but God desires to heal us emotionally. And so there's emotional and spiritual healing. And what I would, I would actually say body, mind, and spirit, you know, it is the Christianity is a holistic, it is a holistic salvation. Uh, God deals with the whole person. I know I had a, a teacher and I agree with the teacher. He said, I don't, teach that God saves souls. And we all kind of looked at him and he said, God saves people. Mm-hmm. And and I got the point he was making that we are body, mind, and spirit. And our Christian faith addresses us body, mind, and spirit. So anyways, Laura, I'll kind of let you talk. But yeah, just kind of that idea that, you know, as you draw closer to the Lord, that God at least desires. And sadly, a lot of people I actually think it's one of the things where people keep God at arm's length is because a lot of times it's kind of painful to allow God to deal with those emotional things that need dealt with, but yet God wants to, and and it would help us as we move forward in every way in life. Yeah, um, that is so good. And just kind of my background, um, I grew up in church, raised in church, but actually experienced a lot of uh, trauma as a kid and even as a young adult. And, um, you know, being kind of raised in church, it's just like, okay, I take it to Jesus and then I'm done with it and I move on. And that's kind of not the case. It's kind of like you actually, it's a process. And it wasn't until I went to um, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and actually got to kind of get away from Cleveland. I've been in Cleveland my entire life (laughs) and a different atmosphere. And Sometimes you gotta, you gotta get away. (laughs) Yeah, get away. And, um, you know, I was listening to Chris Valentin, who's one of the main speakers, and he started the school. And one day he was just sharing about um, sozo, which means to be healed, the whole person and body, um, you know, mind and soul or spirit. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like I don't I've encountered some healing in my life, but I actually still have a lot to really discover with the Lord. And, you know, people ask me to kind of describe this last year. And I'm like, good, but it was painful. Like it wasn't easy. Like there was many times where I'm like, God, I. I'm done pursuing this with you. Like, can we please take a break? Because it's really painful. But now, like, being on this side of it and finishing one year, I'm like, I cannot imagine my life without this. And it is, you know, hard to be open and honest. But I think that's one thing that I lacked was being open and honest with the lover of my soul. Like, yes, to be honest with, you know, Holy Spirit, to be honest with Jesus, but also to be honest with the Father, like, hey, I'm a child and I'm broken and I'm needy right now. Like, I need help. And I think I never had that kind of connection with the Lord. Um, It was almost like I wanted to be empowered to get through it instead of being like, actually, I'm weak right now and I'm a little kid and I need to minister to that person. Yeah, yeah. So I was able to really do that at school and through Bethel. Yes, totally. And, I mean, I would say... Well, I mean, even going back to Jesus' scripture, and I forget which scripture this is. I'd have to Google it. I'm going off the top of my head. But he says it's impossible to go through the world without offense. Mm-hmm. And it's just like no matter how great our, you know, how genuinely great our parents are or our life has been, it is impossible to go through this world without pain, without suffering, without things that are heartbreaking or heart-wrenching. And those things, if we don't deal with them, they can create issues, whether we realize that or not. And I just definitely believe that God, 
a part of our salvation. It, God wants to address those issues. God wants to bring healing. And you mentioned, you know, I definitely view God when I go to God in prayer as a loving parent, mm-hmm. you know, as a loving father, as a loving mother, if that's what you need. You know, mm-hmm. God will be whatever we need. And also, too, you know, if the Holy Spirit, they, they, it says in the Old Testament, he is wonderful counselor. Right. And, you know, I know in high school, I had a friend die in a car wreck, and I started going to a Christian counselor after that. And so I have experience with going to a, a Christian counselor. And it's interesting, because of that experience, when I go to prayer every day, that's why I'm so weirdly private about my praying when it's, you know, my actual private prayer. Right. It's because it truly becomes like I'm going into that office, I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm having a heart-to-heart like mm-hmm. with my counselor. Right. And really just allowing myself to be open, to be bare. Because I came to the point a long time ago, it's like, God, you know my heart anyways. Mm-hmm. I can't hide anything here. <laughs> and even show me things that I don't see in myself that mm-hmm. I need to see. And, you know, when we do that, so it does take time. You know, it's just like, again, the idea of counseling. You don't go to one counseling appointment and boom, all your problems are solved. Right. You know, and, and it's it's the same with God. Like, you have to keep going to God. You know, I've heard people say, well, I prayed about it and I prayed about it. Well, keep going to the Lord. Keep, mm-hmm. you know, truly going to God because God can bring healing uh, to your, your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says that throughout <laughs> the, the scripture, that God, you know, can heal the heart. And God is close to those who are that are broken in spirit, that have a broken heart. So that's kind of, you know, how I see it. And and I'll say this and let you speak again. I just truly see, because my dissertation is going to be dealing with holiness, sanctification, that type of thing. But in that being a passion of mine and a study of mine, I truly see wholeness uh, with a, a W-H-O-L, you know, E, wholeness and holiness going hand in hand. Like you can never truly live holy unless you allow God to make you whole. Mm. Um, and I think you see that. I mean, here would be an example. This is a wild example. Uh, say uh, you had a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, no woman sets her life out to be like, you know what? When I grow up, I want to be a prostitute. Right. <laughs> you know, there, there is a lot of, you know, just that person clearly has no self-worth, mm-hmm. no self-value. So that person gets saved and they could be doing good, but then that weak, that, that, that's a weak spot that mm-hmm. the devil's going to just keep poking because the devil knows where to poke <laughs> with right. us and get mm-hmm. us. And the point I'm trying to get at in this and that example is that person would need God to heal the pain, God to heal the, the self-loathing, the, mm-hmm. the lack of self-worth, and to, be, to begin to see themselves in the way God sees them. So that's just an example, but that's kind of what I'm getting at of how you know, things from our past that you wouldn't think of causing you to stumble in sin can cause you to stumble in sin if they're not addressed. Emotional issues. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I'll give a personal example. Um, You know, when I was in high school, I actually dealt with kind of abuse from a leader in a church and it ended up um, being a sexual abuse situation and they were an adult and I was 16, 17 and I, you know, kind of went to counseling for a little bit, but then my sister died and, you know, we moved on to grief and how, what it's like to lose a loved one. And so I kind of just bypassed the abuse from high school and just moved on with life. And then I realized a couple years later, I never dealt with anything. I wasn't whole and I, the cycle repeated itself. And it was one of those like 
this it happened again. Now this time it was a little bit more, you know, my I guess the beginning of it was kind of more the same situation, but then it was more of a choice. But it's like, why am I choosing this? This is not what I want. Yeah. It's not what I want for my life. But it's like I wasn't whole. I never yeah. um, took the time to actually receive counseling and walk through the pain of the first time. So it's almost like, you know, at Bethel, I was I had to go through both encounters yes. and be whole. And through that, it's like I realized, well, I have cycles in my life that are sin cycles, but some are just, they're not necessarily sin. They're just not beneficial to me. Yes. And how do I, you know, process through that? And it's transparency and vulnerability. And I'm like, oh, which is not fun. But it's like, you know, they say intimacy, like into me see, like you can see into me. And I was like, okay, Lord, like I want you to see into me and I want to have intimacy with you. But it on, like, honestly, it was, it was a, a problem for me because in my abuse was through leaders in a church. Yes. So it's like Father God and I kind of had some issues. I'm like, I feel like you were a part of that. So it's really hard for me to come into a, a father when you're, I feel like I, you're connected in that moment. And so like, I really had to process through that with the Lord. And sometimes like I had to go to Holy Spirit and Jesus before I really felt comfortable with the father. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of been my journey this school year and it's been amazing with the Lord and, you know, I was kind of in a sozo, which is kind of like a Holy Spirit-led counseling session. And they kind of asked me, like, well, where is, where is Father God? And I'm like, I can't see him. Like, he's behind me. And they're like, well, why is he behind you? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, let's ask, like, why, Father God, why are you behind me? And it was me. Like, yeah, I was hiding. Just kind of, yeah. <laughs> and so then, like, in the sozo, like, I worked through some stuff and um, some different issues and then like Father God actually came in in front of my face and it reminded me of, like a coach one time he took me by my kind of my neck and just really embraced me and like counts me and that's like, in that moment I was like oh okay I can feel you Father God like I feel you now like you're right here in front of me and even the Lord reminded me the other day he was like Laurel just come close come in close I'm like okay I can do that yes yeah that no that's that's incredible and I think you know kind of what you you said about your story is kind of so many people fall in that category of, and actually that's my personality in many ways too. You just kind of put your head down and plow on. You mm-hmm. just move on. And in many ways you have to do that to a degree to survive right. like that. Mm-hmm. If not, you just die in the floor. You know, you can, you can do one of the two, but I always say with people, you know, you can keep moving forward and keep moving in life, but you're going to have to deal with those things while you're moving forward. Right. Because so many people, it's like one extreme or the other. <laughs> they just don't deal with things, or like I said, they just die in the floor and don't get past it either. Um, but but there's just you know there's just so many things in life that, and you know thinking of scriptures, you know David, I know cried out and prayed, talking about that openness, you know search my heart, and he also prayed, show me my secret faults, mm-hmm. you know those things that are in my life that. I don't even see right. and, and that kind of openness with God and that but that takes that took an openness on David's end mm-hmm. like to be because God doesn't do what we don't want God to do like there is you know I totally believe in and you know synchron or I can't say that word today <laughs> being synchronized like with God like God doesn't force moves on our part so to say like we work together with God mm-hmm. like God was willing to show David his secret faults because David asked God for to show him his right. secret faults. Mm-hmm. Like God doesn't force us into things that we're not willing to deal with. So we have to have, you know, that openness that desires that. And, and that's what I hope, you know, out of this podcast you even are, you know, the listeners get is that, 
you know, again, we've all had different things. Uh, you know, some things may be sexual, some things maybe just loss and grief that you've dealt with or people mistreating you. Uh, there's so many things that can cause hurt that we need that we need wholeness on, that we need to be made well. Um, I mean, so many things, things from your kid, from your childhood, of the way you even perceived that people thought of you, or things like that. Uh, you know, we just have to go to God and get and get made whole. And, and you know, I wrote down the scripture that I think truly sums up like salvation, and that is when Jesus asked the man at the pool of Bethesda in John five and six. He says, do you want to be made well? Or that could be translated, do you want to be made whole? Mm -hmm. Of course, that man just wanted to be healed physically, but Jesus' question was deeper than that. Like, it wasn't just, do you want me to heal your legs that are crippled? No, it's, do you want to be made whole? And again, it comes back to that idea of salvation dealing with the whole person, uh, body, mind, and spirit. And, uh, yeah, anything you want to say about that? <laughs> I think it's interesting that Jesus asked him. Yes. You know, like, was it going to force it? Right. Just like, hey, do you want this? Like, And that's kind of how I felt with Bethel. Like, I didn't feel like I was forced to go. I mean, I had an awesome job. I was a teacher and a coach. But it, I felt like the invitation of, hey, do you want to come? Yeah. Like, do you want to come experience this? And I'm like, yes. Actually, I do want to come. Like, I'll drop everything. And I just felt this pull on it, but it's like he's so sincere and kind of a gentleman. Like, totally. Do you want? And it's almost like, you know, a kind of not even a, I don't want to say a jab or a push, but it's, it's an imitation and it's like you want to pull to it. It's almost like gravity, like, yes, I do want this. And so I just love that he asked them, like, do you want to be well? Do you want to be whole? Okay, then let's go. Yes. And I love that the man gives him first an excuse. Right. He says, there's no one to put me in the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus kind of looks past that. Do you want to be made whole? Like, basically, like, that's not what I asked you. I didn't <laughs> ask you that. Right. I asked you if you wanted wholeness. And, of course, the man gets it. And we see throughout the rest of John 5, his life drastically seems changed in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even just from getting physically healed. And, you know, that's just kind of what God wants to do. But, unfortunately... I've said, you know, off of this kind of the story that there sadly seems to be, uh, you know, different types of people. There are the people like this man who have an excuse. Mm -hmm. Yes, Jesus, I want to be made whole, but, you know, there's no one to throw me in the water, this or that. They have these excuses. This person did me so wrong. You just don't understand. Like, I can't really forgive them. I can't be healed. Uh, They have the, so there's that type like that man, or unfortunately... I think a larger category is Jesus would come up to them and say, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? And they'd say, I am whole. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm good. And, and I think that is even more unfortunate than the excuse. Because at least the man with the excuse recognized he had a problem. Mm. <laughs> and I feel so many Christians don't recognize that they have some issues, that there's some and it's not even just issues. The bottom line is what we're talking about here is being conformed into the image of God, ultimately. That's what we're getting at. So, I mean, to, to be like, yeah, I'm good. Well, then you're not really following Christ <laughs> because the whole point of following Christ is following. You're moving. There's constant growth. There's constant change and, and evolving, transforming. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of see that in our society, sadly. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> so true, and it's... I can feel like I've fallen into both of those categories. It's like, you know, I feel like Jesus asked me, do you want to be made well? And I'm like, 
uh, have you seen what I've done? Like, <laughs> it's happened twice now in my life. Um, I failed. I failed you again. And now, no. I mean, like, can't, if I'm just going to, if I say yes and fail again, like, no, that's going to make me feel worse and more shame. So, like, that was one thing I even battled with. Um, and I even told the Lord one time, it's like, hey, I don't want to backslide. I don't want to go into sin, but can I just be comfortable with where I am? Like, I don't want to pursue you right now. Like, I'm tired. But it was almost like I wasn't open and be like, actually, I'm tired of how I feel. Like, yeah. I actually need more of you, and I want to be transformed. And there's a new song called Refiner, and I used to listen to it a lot. And at the end, it's like a little tag, and it's like, burn me beautiful, burn me holy. And I was like, yes. oh, I need to always remember to burn. Like, there's still more to burn. Yes. And it's okay. Like, that is, it's normal life. If we're transforming, if, like you said, it's a constant growing and a constant growth. But our... I don't know if it's our culture or our mindsets. It's like, no, I, I master it and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like that at all. And I've learned that this year. It's like, nope, there's always room to grow. And it's okay. Like, that's normal life. Like, a kid is always going to grow. You don't want the baby just to stop, you know, yes. and midway. And you're like, no, come on. Like, now it's time to walk. You crawled. Awesome. Let's walk. Okay, you're walking. I need you to run. Yes. And you graduate. Okay, now you can jump. Like, I remember watching my niece and nephews and the joy of them growing up, it's like the Lord takes enjoyment in that. Even the messy stuff, like, you know, something happens and it's like they spilled everything. I'm like, mm, I don't want to clean up, but God doesn't care. It's like, no, I got this. Like, come on, let's do it. Yeah. And that's like really helped me open up to my mess stuff. Like, my yeah. messy stuff is okay with God. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Because, I mean, the, the bottom line, a bit again, back to David. David David was honest with God. You know, he, he, he was just truly showing his heart, so to speak. And, and that's what God wants. And God understands we are human and we have flaws and we have all those things. <laughs> and that's what's amazing is God loves us despite that. Mm-hmm. You know, God values us. We are the apple of God's eye. Uh, but it does come back to that, you know, refining fire. And that's why people don't like, and I would even say... It, well, spiritual healing or emotional healing yeah. because it's painful to dig up. Yes. You know, if you, uh, you know, some of those things, if you were abused, if you were molested, you know, different things, that's painful when God puts God's fingers on that thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's also, and I can't quote it off the top of my head, I have to look it up, the scripture of Hebrews where it talks about, you know, the chastening of the Lord and it talks about not letting or making the, like the limp, leg like whole like mm-hmm. putting it back like in place don't let allowing it to be limp basically right. and so many people are walking around with like a limp leg and it's like but god wants to heal the limp leg and that mm-hmm. is what we're talking about this process of being made well because why because we are to keep following christ and it's hard to keep following mm-hmm. when you've got a limp leg right. like when it's messed up <laughs> and so i mean that's just kind of what i see as far as this and it, you know, it is, it is, like we said, it is painful, but, but it's also painful to live with pain that you're trying to mask. Yeah. So you can either just keep living with that pain that causes shame, that causes so much more, or you can begin to take these things to God, you know, daily until, you know, until you truly are healed from it, uh, you know, begin to truly take these things to God and then you will not have a lame leg and you'll be able to walk and it won't be painful anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of how I see that. <laughs> yeah, that's really, you know, that's good. And it's, 
you know, it's okay. I feel like how I was raised, it was not okay to be sad or depressed or, like, disappointed. And you try to, like, you know, you fight through it. But once I admit it to the Lord, it's so so different. And then, you know, now at this point I'm learning how to walk myself with, like, something happens or my anxiety goes to the roof about a situation. It's like, okay, let's back up a little bit. What do we need in this moment? Instead of being like, you shouldn't have an anxiety. You should power through it. And you're you're a believer and you're spirit-filled and like get over it and like suck it yeah. up. Let's go. And it's like, no, no, no. Like I actually can be compassion because the Lord's compassion to me and like process through it. And like things that I used to be in a funk for like a month, it takes me just a few days. Yeah. Maybe I'm in a funk for a day and now it takes me an hour to actually process through it, ask the Lord and keep moving forward. It's like, I, I got excited the other day. I called somebody and we're talking. She's like, Laura, there's been so much growth. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Because there it was rough. I'm like, but like once you push through it, and my big thing is like having um, accountability. And when yes. Bethel, they said, you know, account for your ability, not for your disabilities, not for your failures, but it's account for your ability. And like that changed my mindset where now like I have people that are around me that are like, Laurel, okay, let's call out the good in you. Let's call out your, your ability. And now let's hold that accountable. Yeah. Like, it changed my mindset. It's like, oh, I actually have good in me. Like, I do have stuff. Like, I have stuff to share. And, like, they're like, Laura, have you shared your story lately? And I'm like, mm, no. And they're like, okay, well, that's, come on, like, share something. Like, send someone a text, encourage somebody. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. But it's really just, you know, like, once you jump into it, it's almost like, you know, in the summer, the the pool water might be really cold, and you jump in, you're freezing, so you get yeah. back out, and you jump back in. It's like if I would just stay in and submerge myself in the water and get used to it, I'd be better. Yeah, and I'm like that's how I am with the Lord. It's like, okay, you know what? Let's not jump in and out today. Let's just jump in, get go through the cold, and then it'll turn warm. Like my body will adjust to it, and then it's so much more pleasurable with the Lord. Yes, well, and, and even you bringing up that example, there was about two weeks ago or so. It was like, and I'm not usually, I mean, I have normal anxieties, but it was like a wave of anxiety came over me like a few weeks ago. And I mean, it was bad that day for whatever reason. And the only thing that really made it better is eventually I quit panicking and I just went and I started praying. And it was like, after I was finished praying and I truly felt the presence of the Lord, it was like, it was over. And it was, and it's not always going to be that fast for some people. I recognize that who truly have, you know, massive anxiety but, you know, I'd say it would at least help. Um, right. It can't hurt. <laughs> it, it can't hurt as far as that. And I will say, too, in our conversation, uh, you know, as you were talking uh, in the interview, I was kind of thinking of how, so do you feel like, uh, you definitely feel called to some type of ministry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to share on that, like, or what, if you know exactly what you feel, because ministry can take so many different forms. <laughs> yes. It can be doing a podcast. It can be doing lots of different things. Um but it was interesting as you were talking, you know, I just kind of kept thinking, I, you know, for, for now everyone listening to, you know, God has things God wants you to do. I mean, we are all to be his ambassadors and we are to be his witnesses everywhere we go. Uh, and so many times, especially with ministers, I feel like they feel this calling of the Lord and they just want to jump in. But yet there's so much for lack of better words, there's so much crap that needs to be dealt with within mm-hmm. themselves. And sadly, a lot of them don't deal with it. And you see that. And it yeah. plagues them the rest of their ministry. Like, mm-hmm. it's obvious. And, but, you know, as you were kind of talking, it almost feels like, uh, you know, kind of what you've been going through, which I believe God wants to take all of us through. I know I've had my experiences like this, and sometimes they're heavier and more intense. 
And other times, God's a little more gentle in the process. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, it kind of seems like God has been taking you through something. that, And this is what I'm getting at. God takes us through these things of it's pretty much like a, a being made well and like a, a purging, a cleansing. Mm-hmm. So you are, in the words of, I think, Second Timothy, that you are a vessel of honor that is fit for your master's use. And, and I just, you know, when I'll let you speak to and just kind of encouraging one who's listening that you feel an unction. You feel like God wants more out of you, you know, as far as for you to do more for the Lord. You know, I just encourage you again with this. God will, God, you know, God will use anyone or work with anyone in ministry that is willing, that has a heart that is willing to do uh, the work of the Lord. But like I said, if we don't go through the process, you you know, it's not going to be good as you keep, you can't skip the steps here is what I'm trying to get at. And a lot of people do step and usually you see it cause them stumble down the road if they don't deal with these things. But anyways, that's just kind of what I was thinking of with you. It's just kind of, you've been going through a time. Would you not say that it's like God preparing you for ministry by dealing with things that hadn't been dealt with? Yes, I totally agree with that. And you know, as a teacher and a coach, like my main thing that I even told my students, I'm like, hey, listen, like, am I your science teacher? Yes. Like on paper, I am Miss Allen, your science teacher, but like, I want to teach you as a whole person. And I feel like now that I've actually gone through Bethel, if I ever go back, like I know how to teach the whole person. Yeah. And I think even for myself, like I didn't know how to really teach my soul. Like I knew my spirit, like I knew to read the word and all of a sudden, like obviously like my body, I know how to do that. But even like, you know, my mind and my soul were like, Crazy. Yes, yes. And um, now going through that process, it's like, even if I, I never step back in the school setting or a coach setting, I know how to um, share my heart and be transparent with people and actually engage that with them. Yes. So, you know, it could be ministry, like, at a church. I don't, that's the thing. People ask me all the time, like, mm, I think <laughs> I would like this. Uh, I just enjoy people. I enjoy kids. Yes. But I also have, like, older men and women that are in their 70s and 80s that I love pouring into them and it's like no matter where I go I normally have some older people that I kind of get tangled up in both and I love it I love having you know people around me that are around my age but like people that are younger and people that are older and like actually having unity and showing the body um, so that's kind of what I'm passionate about, but well, that's needed in church because <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it. It's kind of like no. we're all like I'm 27, and sometimes I'm like I hang out with 18 year olds, and I love it. Or I yeah. have middle school kids that I really pour into, and I love them. And then I have older people that I go play golf with, and I'm like, yeah, you could be my grandfather, but like I love hanging out with you and spending yes. time. And so no matter what kind of ministry I'm in, it's just like I want them to know like you're a whole person, like. There's more to you than your abilities. There's more to you than your talents, um, you know, your body. And I think our culture is so mm, lovely at this point. Yeah. Not really, but you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm trying to is. say. It's just like, it's kind of messed up. And it's like, how do we restore it? And then, you know, bring wholeness. And then, and then you see the holiness. It's like, yes. when I'm whole, I don't struggle with a lot of that stuff. Now, do I still have temptations? Absolutely. But it's we so always different. will. <laughs> yeah, it's so different now. It's like. Oh, I don't struggle with the same thing, so to say. Or maybe I know how to, like, really go to God before it gets to that point. I'm not sure exactly, but it's like, I don't know. I just wish I want everybody to be whole. And I even thought maybe going back and being a counselor in the school setting and, like, 
I, I really want the public education to really pull that in. I know government and all that stuff. And even <laughs> as a teacher, like, I kind of had to be careful. And sometimes I wasn't very careful. And I'm like, that kid just told me he's an atheist. And I just gave him a Bible. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to get fired today. You know, you have those moments. It's like, I don't even care. Like, I care. But at the same time, it's like, you want to fire me? Okay. Like, he's struggling. I was trying to help. I didn't even know he's an atheist until he said it. And I'm like, mm, this is great, Laurel. But yeah. it's just like it's so worth it just to show people like the love of Jesus, the love of the Father, and the love of the Holy Spirit, and I that's what I'm passionate about. Yes, and and I think too, you know, it kind of goes back to for people listening, the idea of like you can't give what you've not received, mm-hmm. and you know there are that that's so much of ministry is dealing with hurting people, yeah. and I mean that really is ministry. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's not glamorous. That that's what it is. And dealing with people that are messed up, that have messed up, that are broken, that is what it is, and it's messy. But you can't truly extend a healing hand if you've not received healing yourself from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, you know, it's going to be kind of artificial if you're a person who keeps God at arm's length and won't let God come near to your heart. Because here's the thing, like, you can trust God with your heart. Yeah. Like, you can trust God with the most painful things you've gone through. Like God's not going to shame you. God's not going to, uh, you know, make you feel bad about it. But God wants to heal you. It's literally like a surgeon that wants to make you whole. That you have like a hole in your heart and God is wanting to literally fix your heart. And does it hurt? Yes, surgery hurts. But you'll live and you'll live a better life because you allowed the the great physician, the great surgeon to go and bring healing to your life. And and here's the great thing. Here's the ministry-related thing. Then, once you've experienced that with God, because, our again, it's a relationship. It's experienced with God. We experience life with God, or it should be. It's living. It's breathing. It's real. And once you've experienced uh, the great physician's hands in your own life and heart, you can begin to explain that and give that to others and lead them to that same type of healing and then we do get that that wholeness and that therapeutic salvation that that we basically have been talking about yeah i agree yeah well i i think i mean is there anything else you want to say i think i'm talked out as as far as anything i've got to say i think if like let's say you're kind of in the same boat i was you know before going to bethel like you know i'm aware i have some stuff in my life that you know, it was trauma, but I actually didn't admit, like, hey, I actually have trauma in my life that I need to work through and process until, like, kind of the end of school, and, um, you know, then COVID happened. It's like, oh, great. Now I'm by myself for yeah. <laughs> uh, 24-7, and I have no community, Fun. and it's like, I'm in a mess. Like, God, I know this, but I really, and at the point where it's like, I see COVID, like, yes, it's been crazy, but, like, for me in that moment, I kind of needed that time with the Lord. And so, you know, now, you know, with COVID, stuff's opening back up, but I just want to encourage you, like, if you are in that boat, it's like, hey, I'm actually aware of some stuff that I already know bothers me. Because yeah. if you already have awareness, he, I mean, he already knows it, but, like, you, there's almost like a... It's that first step. Yeah, it's almost like there's already a grace for you to go ahead and acknowledge it and keep moving and just, you know, encounter the Lord. And, you know, in school, they led us in encounters. It would be like, 
okay, you're going to you're going to walk into a room and you can pick the couch or the blanket you want and Father God's already sitting on the couch and they kind of led us into this encounter and honestly like in that time frame that particular encounter I still struggle with encounters and like Father God so like I wasn't engaging in it yeah. but I remember it and then I remember the times where it's like I remember just going in and be like okay Lord one I know Jesus is in me like you're in me but like I kind of want I want to see your face right now like I need you yeah. kind of set in front of me and just encounter him and like invite him into that place and you know Bill Johnson like his first message to us was about <laughs> in life you're going to go through losses betrayal yeah. um, hurt pain confusion disappointment and I was like well this is great like <laughs> but it's truthful day, yeah, first day of class and he's like but here here's a, if you don't learn how to handle this you will never be able to work through the promise, like get to yes. the promise. Like there's a, you have this um, stuff that happens in your life and there's a process, but if you do not go through the process, you cannot get to the promise. And he's like, listen, I've had stuff happen in my life where like, you know, they're big on kind of healings. And he's like, my dad died from something that I've seen healed. Like yeah. literally like watched it, like it's been healed. And then my dad dies and I have all this confusion. He said, but what you do, you take it and you hug it up and you're like, Lord, here it is. Here I am in my confusion. Here I am in my doubt, my disappointment, but I still choose to worship you. And so in this moment, I just see people, you know, invite, take this stuff that you have. You know, a lot of times we think of a backpack as baggage or we're holding on to luggage, but actually like pull it up to your chest and just like, Okay, here I am with my my baggage, my stuff, and it's right at my heart because this is really my heart. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what we're really talking yeah, about. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, we want your heart to be well. And you know, the other day it's like I can finally say like it is well with my soul, and I have not really been able to say that, you know, probably my whole life. And now it's like, wow, well, I can actually say. Now, is there still things to process? Absolutely, there always will be. But it's like this moment of breakthrough. It's like oh, I received it and I took it. And it's, you know, maybe it laid heavy on my chest a few days. Like, Lord, this doesn't feel good, but I know you're, you're like, you're good. Like, I know that. Like, that is my foundation of you. You're good no matter yes. what. And so I just want to encourage the listeners just to invite, you know, Father God in or Jesus or Holy Spirit, whoever you kind of connect with the, the most or the best and invite them in that place and be open and vulnerable. Like say, into me, see, like look into me. And tell me what you see. Yeah, and and you know, for our listeners, I mean, it's like I've said multiple times that God is present everywhere. We all know that. The problem is we don't make ourselves present with God, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what you're saying. Like, take time, and I even bring up on this podcast meditating with the Lord, and that that's not like a weird Eastern thing <laughs> that they've made it. It's just right. being like taking time, like kind of let your mind be cleared of things in in your hectic life, and begin to dwell upon the Lord. And begin to be present with God and ask God for the, you know, the presence of the Lord. And because God is here, we all, we all admit that God's present and God will, you know, come and can begin to help us deal with those, those issues, those burdens, or begin to bring healing to our hearts. And I encourage you to pray, pray like David, who said, search my heart, Mm -hmm. you know, ask God to search your heart, to show you any any, you know, in his case, any wicked thing, anything that is sinful or wrong, but also to show you, to show you anything that needs healing, Mm -hmm. anything that's lame that needs to be made well. And God will answer that prayer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just be ready when you pray it because God will show you those things, but, but will begin your healing journey with you and you will be better for it. You'll be more joyful in that. Uh, I think we all are as we get healed 
And you'll be able, as you move forward in ministry, to not stumble, not to get caught up at the same things the devil could have gone you with, Mm -hmm. and also to begin to extend that testimony of healing to others and to give others hope and, and to see change come through that way. So. Yeah, well, well, thank you, Laurel, for coming. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone listening enjoyed that. Um, kind of a, well, definitely a different podcast than I've done, but but a good one. And that's why I, I wanted to have you on, because I just think it's important that people realize that emotional healing is so necessary. Mm-hmm. And maybe you go to a Christian counselor, and maybe, and or maybe you begin to be like me. Uh, you know, I've been to a counselor, and I think counselors are great if you find a good Christian counselor. But also to begin to see your prayer life be that, the, the reason I, I say that is that's how transparent I am with God in prayer. Uh, I truly treat it like he is, you know, as the scripture calls him, he is a counselor and begin to take those things to the Lord. There's nothing too trivial or too small to take to God. Like God is there. God doesn't laugh at the things that we think are, are a big deal to us, but God will help us get through those things and bring healing. So... Anything you want to say, or are you good? I think one final thought for me is that um, don't be surprised when the Lord gives you an exchangement. So, like, if you give him your, you know, anxiety, don't be surprised if all of a sudden, like, you know, you process with the Lord, and then you just have joy, and you're like, wait a second. Yes. Why am I joyful right now? And, it, you know, in the beginning of it, I'm like, it took me a while to recognize, like, oh. He exchanged with me, and I didn't even recognize it. So there might be an exchangement, and be excited about those things. It's like, it's so awesome to be like, wow, God loves me. And it's it's just another way to really grow in connection with Him. Yes. There, there will be an exchangement. And you can even ask God, let's say. That's like, always good. Yeah, God, <laughs> I give you my worry. And then it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I have peace. Yes. Like, oh, I'm really calm right now. Like, this is great. But it's it's in that I give this to you and you give me this. Yes. And yes. it's okay. Like, that's he wants to give us good gifts. He even, you know, talks about giving us, I mean, there's so many examples in the Bible. And it's like, he's a good, loving father and he wants to give us things. Yes. God wants to keep our minds in perfect peace. And that's such a good point, too, as we're closing is you do have to exchange. You can't just say, Lord, give me joy, and you're holding on to all your anxiety <laughs> and worry. <laughs> like, that's joy's not going to come. Like, you, there has to be an exchange. There, You have to truly take those things to God that give you anxiety, that give you worry, and then you can begin to embrace uh, the, the joy of the Lord. So even the scripture, you know, take off the, the garment of heaviness and put on a spirit mm-hmm. of praise. There's an exchange. You're taking off the old, you're putting on something new. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's an absolutely fantastic, uh, thing to kind of end on. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, yes, I've enjoyed this conversation. I hope all of you have enjoyed this conversation. At least it's, I hope it's been productive for you all's <laughs> lives. And, you know, it's something, again, we never have to be ashamed because we're all, that's the point of, of the salvation process. Like we're all being transformed into God's image. There should be growth. There should be change. I pray I change daily in some little way. So, I mean, there should be daily growth. So just, you know, I hope you're encouraged And as I say always, I hope that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and joy as you are listening to this. And I will let you just close out in prayer. Yeah. 
Father, I just thank you for, man, you're so good. Like, your goodness just overwhelms me in your love. And just, you know, there's nothing I can do to earn more of your love. And there's nothing I can do to lose your love. Like, you just love me because you love me. And you love us because you love us. So I thank you just for this time, just this moment to acknowledge your goodness and to know, like, you're worthy of our trust. And that we can come to you with anything and that you take us in and you exchange it and it's beautiful and it's a restoration. It's like, you know, um, beauty for ashes and there's just so much of who you are that we're just amazed by your goodness. And so I thank you for the listeners. I thank you that in this moment that they encounter you in a new way, your love in a new way, and that it it brings transformation where it's like, okay, I have a key and now I'm going to go open the door myself. And I pray that they discover um, new things in you, wherever that looks like, whatever is behind their door. I just thank you that they go into it and that they encounter you in such a way that you know, it, it changes their lives and it changes the people around them because now that we have it, we can give it. So I just thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the Force Light Podcast. And thank you again, Laurel, for being our special guest today. Uh, we hope that this, again, has been an encouragement to you. And I will catch you all on the next episode. All right. Bye. <laughs>